Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Most of this hour reserved for more of your calls on the Lion cheating Houston Astros, the return of Colin Kaepernick, the college football playoff committee rankings, a big night in college basketball. We'll glance forward to tonight as well. The coaching carousel continues to spin. Florida State and Arkansas among the Power Five vacancies. But joining us now on all things NFL, Week 11 begins tomorrow night. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. You all know your Panthers are hosting the lowly Falcons on Sunday, but those Falcons just beat New Orleans in New Orleans. Texans at the Ravens, Patriots at the Eagles, Bears at the Rams, Chiefs at the Chargers, among others worth watching perhaps. Darren Gant from NBC Sports. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show, man. How are you? I'm doing well, David. How are you, my friend? I'm doing very well. I'm looking forward to some of those matchups that I mentioned. But, of course, we have to start with the Colin Kaepernick story. The NFL sent a memo to every NFL team yesterday uh, that he's going to be working out in Atlanta on Saturday, as you know. Colin is 32, just turned, and has been out of the league for three years but had a pretty impressive body of work while he was the Niners starter for a while. What do you know is going to happen in Saturday in terms of attendance? And what do you think of when you hear, say, Desmond Howard of ESPN call this little more than a public relations stunt by the NFL? David, I think I, I would offer a call to action before I address any of that. In the United States of America, we have to make a bigger emphasis on critical thinking skills. God knows, Just because yes. people go on television and tell you a thing is a certain way does not mean that is a thing. Amen. This is the most transparent, blatant, obvious effort at PR and CYA by the NFL I've ever seen. And that's saying a lot because I've been dragging around following those guys for 25 years. There is no good faith effort to get Colin Kaepernick a job out of this. If, if it was, it would be on a Tuesday at a time when Colin Kaepernick had time to prepare for it. Every college pro day workout of these styles are scripted down to the second with receivers the quarterback knows in places they're familiar with in settings that they're choosing. And the NFL calls up Colin Kaepernick's people and says, hey, we got your workout lined up Saturday. We'll take care of all the arrangements. You good? That's not, that's not an offer at a workout. That's an offer at a, a chance to assuage their own guilt uh, or perhaps take themselves off the hook for future legal liability. Uh, it can be a lot of those things, but it's not an honest desire to see him back in football. Clearly, the NFL had no incentive to bring up a polarizing issue unless it had a significant benefit. Was it Kaepernick's representatives a month ago saying, hey, we keep putting out these flyers to all 32 teams and we're getting little to no response even after that grievance was settled? Was that the impetus? Because in the PR world, even though I agree with just about everything you just said, in the PR world, the NFL doesn't have a great incentive to interrupt a thrilling, exciting season with full stadiums and good TV ratings right. with another Colin Kaepernick story. In the legal world, they might, though. And if they're worried about another grievance uh, filed by Colin Kaepernick, then that might cause them to do something like this. And I don't know. Jeff Pash gets paid a lot of money by the NFL, and uh, it's possible that that's the motivating, um, you know, impetus behind this sudden departure. Because that's the thing. I mean, and and I think that's the salient point here. The NFL had no apparent reason to do this. There is no clamor for Colin 
Kaepernick to come in and play quarterback for anybody. People like Brett Rippon are getting signed to active rosters uh, without so much as a peep. The story has almost died, except for a couple of people in the national media who refuse to let it die and who continue to like to point out from time to time that there's a guy being whiteballed because he's opposed to racism and police brutality. Pete Carroll of the Seattle Seahawks, as recently as last calendar year, said publicly that he thought Colin Kaepernick was still a starting uh, caliber quarterback in this league. What is your assessment from people you trust in terms of where a three years of rust version of Colin Kaepernick might rank? Uh, maybe toward the bottom of NFL starters, but people I trust say that he's he has a better body of work than the majority of the backups right now. Um, I would say this to that uh, suggestion. If you um, – who was it? Was it Kyle Bowler? Was Kyle Bowler or J.P. Lossman? I get my failed former first-round quarterback uh, who worked at Clemson confused. It's one of those guys, and I apologize for not being concise. He's a grad assistant at Clemson who hadn't played football in about seven years. And when Scout showed up at a pro day last year, saw him flinging a ball around and said, hey, you want to come work out? I mean, that tells me everything you need to know about where your relative ability and length of absence uh, to the NFL matters to these guys. If if Ryan Leaf uh, came out and could throw a football over a mountain, somebody would work him out next week. So, I mean, that stuff doesn't hold any water at all. I mean, the thing that I'm concerned about for Kaepernick's case, I mean, a a grave injustice has been done to this man, and I think most reasonable people can agree to that, that his livelihood was taken away from him because of a political stance. Three years have gone by, and that's probably going to be the thing that keeps him from getting another job because – Uh, The one thing, and this isn't particularly Colin Kaepernick, when you're out of the NFL lifestyle, your body changes. If you're not in that program where every day you're working out a certain way, eating a certain way, going through a specific program, your body changes. I mean, how many offensive linemen have you seen who go from 300 pounds to 250 in six months? I mean, and and I don't know what Colin Kaepernick's going to look like. Every indication is that – He's still in good shape. He still feels good. He still feels strong, blah, blah, blah. But people are going to use the vegan thing. Uh, that's going to come up. And, and I don't know how much he weighs. I mean, I've heard people. I talked to someone in the league who I trust who asked me a month ago. And I asked him, I said, what have you heard about Kaepernick? And the guy said, I've heard he lost a bunch of weight. I, I've heard he's much skinnier. I don't know that he can hold up anymore. And the fact that that word is out there among NFL people a while back, you know, kind of it establishes the narrative that people are going to use going into or coming out of this workout. There was a similar narrative surrounding Eric Reed, the less famous kneeler, teammate of Kaepernick with the 49ers, where they were beating him up and saying he couldn't play anymore. And, of course, he has truly and undoubtedly proven all of those naysayers wrong. Not only got the job with the Panthers, but played so well that he got a big, fat Mm -hmm. contract extension. Is it your belief that David Tepper was the only NFL owner who would have stepped out for somebody like Eric Reed? If I think Tepper's been quoted along something similar no. to those lines. And I think we all know, you can put it in your own words, how much more of a hot potato is Colin Kaepernick as compared to somebody like Eric Reed who made the same gesture but sure. for various reasons is not as infamous? 
Well, well, two things there that I will let stand on their face is David Tepper is the only one that did right. uh, when many other people had chances. And, and that was the first time when David Tepper had a chance to drop his card on the table and say, this is what the David Tepper Carolina Panthers are going to be all about. And, and I think it, the difference between Reed and, and Kaepernick is as simple as, as position. I mean, quarterbacks draw more water than safeties, even the best safeties versus the most pedestrian quarterbacks. We spend more time talking about quarterbacks. That's just the way it is. And because he was the originator of this thing, because he was patient zero, so to speak, I mean, he, he's going to be the one that everybody draws this thing back to. So uh, I, I have always thought that one of the things, in addition to trying to get back to critical thinking as a nation, one of the things that I wish we could get back to was just calling things what they are. And this is you know, I mean, it's pretty obvious that this is why Colin Kaepernick has been unemployed for three years. And it's disappointing because there's never been a point where Colin Kaepernick was worse at playing football than uh, Blaine Gabbert, for instance, just to throw out a name. Yeah. And that guy's going to continue to get jobs. as long as Matt Schaub is, is playing, and bless his heart, he's still backing up in Atlanta after throwing all those pick sixes. There was never a point when Matt Schaub was as good at football as Colin Kaepernick, and those guys continue to stay employed. So it's disappointing. For those interested in critical thinking, seriously, a homework assignment, take somebody like Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley was a part-time starting quarterback in 2016, which is the last year that Colin Kaepernick was a, what, 11 or 12 starts starting quarterback for the 49ers. Matt Barkley's numbers since then are actually similar to Kaepernick's. He's done little, if anything. Kaepernick hasn't even been in a uniform. Matt Barkley, mm -hmm. of, score, of course, still collecting a seven-figure paycheck as he nears 30 years old. Colin right. Kaepernick still not on anybody's payroll as he turned 32, I think, a little bit earlier this month. All right, uh, on to the field. The 5-4 and four Panthers host the lowly Falcons, but Atlanta looks at least a little bit different after going to New Orleans and beating the Saints. Um, what do you view as the main things the Panthers must get better at if they're going to go from 5-4 and four to maybe you know winning three of these four next four games against a, a relatively manageable part of the schedule and possibly making a run at a postseason bid with uh, Kyle Allen leading the way? Yeah, and I had a, the opportunity, is that the right word, yeah. to watch a good bit of that Falcon-Saints game the other day. And that was like the, we love Dan Quinn, we're going to rally uh, around our coach, and we're going to defend the Alamo as long as we can. And they held the Saints off for a day. That's still not a very good football team. And, it, you know, whether it was the emotional rallying cry or whatever it happened to be, I mean, that looked like a one-game shot from the Atlanta Falcons, and I don't know that they're going to be um, much competition coming down the stretch. If you're the Panthers, you've got to punch the clock and have both of those too, because if you want to be, if you want to remain in the conversation around the playoffs, and listen, I think that's reasonable because, as you said, it is a manageable portion of the schedule. The Vikings are the team in front of them in the wild card chase, two games ahead of them. They are game ahead of them at this point, but they're the Vikings, and they've got three primetime games left, and I still don't trust Kirk Cousins in primetime. So they've still got a chance, but you've got to punch the clock and take care of business against a bad Falcons team. And, you know, I think so much of it, I, I feel bad uh, in a sense for Kyle Allen because that poor kid has, uh, you know, he's a projection screen, man. They could show drive-in movies on him. People want him to be something other than what he is which is a backup quarterback in the NFL who played pretty well at times. And he's like Trevor Simeon 
um, who can come in and win some games for you, but you don't necessarily want him to be the guy. And I think as he's continued to play, some of those weaknesses in his game have been revealed. And it's not to take a stick and wang on him because it's fun. It's just who he is. I mean, he's produced 10 touchdowns, turned it over 10 times. He's kind of kind of a guy, and, and because a lot of people aren't crazy about Cam Newton, they've turned him into something he's not. So it, he's played okay. He's played fine. He's going to have to play better if they're going to be um, a, a serious playoff contender over the next six weeks. But we'll see. Last thing for Darren Gant, follow him on Twitter, at Darren Gant. And remember, online, you can find his work at NBCSports.com and also ProFootballTalk.com. Those, of course, are sort of sisters or brothers, if you will. Last thing on Kaepernick, although it sounds like you view it as mostly, if not entirely, a charade, there are some, <laughs> there are some reports that the Cowboys and others will be represented in Atlanta. And I know it sure. to be true that, you know, video is going to be made available to anybody right. who wants it, even if they're not there in person. Do you have any other intel or expectations for how many are there physically? Because as you said, having this on a Saturday in Atlanta, I mean, I'm not a travel whiz, but uh, with 24 teams playing on Sunday – I imagine it's hard to convince a lot of head coaches and GMs or, or high-ranking scouts to to make this happen on such a short timetable. Uh, again, this is not a conspiracy theory, but if by having it on Saturday, coaches and GMs are busy. They're getting ready for games the following day. So putting it on a Saturday gave cover to coaches and GMs to not go. I'm sure there will be, a, and a couple of head coaches have come out and said, oh, yeah, we'll have a guy there, Dallas did, Detroit did couple other teams, Atlanta, it's in their building, so they'll leave somebody around the office. But I assume these are going to be a lot of area scouts and, and probably, you know, some, some cross-checkers and lower end of the scouting totem pole type guys who will show up wearing their team's hat and pullover. And that way you can check the box off it, when the video emerges if there's any background footage of the guys standing around on sidelines. So I, I'm sure it's mostly going to be area scouts. Um, guys who were working the southeast anyway maybe they're gonna hit you know atlanta for a three o'clock workout or four o'clock workout and then still get to a seven o'clock sec game i don't know what the schedule is this week but uh maybe that's the plan but yeah there'll be people there uh but by putting it on saturday they just gave a, a free excuse to every coach in the gm not to worry about it he is the professor of critical thinking. He works with NBC Sports and ProFootballTalk.com on Twitter at Darren Gant. DG, thanks for your time on the DG Show. You got it, David, anytime. You got it. 1-800-849-2761. Paul in Greensboro wants in on the Kaepernick question. What do you hope happens on Saturday and in the aftermath and why? Others want in on college basketball. I was impressed by several members of the Duke basketball team as they predictably annihilated Central Arkansas last night. Meanwhile, number one Kentucky, according to point spreads in Vegas, suffered one of the biggest upsets in modern college basketball regular season history. They fell at home to Evansville, 67 to 64. It was the first AP number one to lose at home to an unranked non-conference opponent in forever. 
1-800-849-2761. The Memphis NCAA stare down continues. You can jump in on the NBA as well. The Clippers visit the Rockets tonight in a battle between, I think, two of the best teams in the NBA and two of the best players. Kawhi Leonard on one side, James Harden, Russell Westbrook on the other. Paul George is expected back soon for the Clippers, but not tonight in Houston. College football's rankings are out. Some of you have questions and comments and complaints about that. 1-800-849-2761. The cheating Houston Astros in Major League Baseball. The return, maybe, of Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. The college football playoff committee rankings with Georgia. The surprise to many at number four in those rankings. Your questions, comments, and complaints are welcome on the other side. 1-800-849-2761. Paul's in the triad. Dave's in the triangle. You can be next from the mountains or the beach or anywhere in between on any of those topics of the day. 1-800-849-2761. Next on the David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks you work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Jerry in Charlotte, clearly a new listener to the David Glenn Show, asks why I, as a proud American, am not mad at Kaepernick three years after he was one of the kneelers during the national anthem in front of the flag, when, as he writes, I think it's a slight majority of Americans were against it. Remember, even military members themselves were divided. Some military members said this was outrageous. Can't believe he did that in front of the flag during the anthem. And other military members said, wait a minute. I'm not fighting and risking my life for this country for a flag or an anthem as much as I am for freedom. And if that's how he's exercising his freedom silently and peacefully, I'm in favor of that. I fit that. Police officers were divided over Colin Kaepernick, remember? One police association put out a statement saying they'll never buy Nike products again because Nike hired Kaepernick again as a spokesperson. And another police organization put out a statement saying, uh, wait a minute, uh, sorry, we as people of color understand that Colin Kaepernick has a lot of fair points about the treatment of minorities in the United States in modern-day America. Uh, we are not part of such a boycott, even though we are equally members of law enforcement as those other folks over there. one 800 2761 It's a weird thing in modern America as we come to Paul in Greensboro, Dave in the Triangle, and others. 1-800-849-2761. Many of you, maybe Jerry and Charlotte as well, you have a tendency to classify someone who disagrees with your view of America as un-American. <laughs> and I just find that, like, well, idiotic. I, I find it indefensible. I find it asinine. The, the idea that you would be patriotic because you disagreed with a different president or a different point of view, that makes you patriotic. But if somebody else sees a different America and has a silent, peaceful protest about it in a way that you disagree with, like, that makes you un-American. Like, I just don't think smart people think that way. You, you can dislike Colin Kaepernick, but the idea that somebody who disagrees with you is fundamentally un-American and those who agree with you are fundamentally American, I mean, I think most of us outgrow that, you know, at our seventh birthday party and, and just can think a little bit at a higher level than that. 
the test of Americanism cannot possibly be who agrees with me and who doesn't. I mean, do adults really think that way? Functioning adults really think that way? You're un-American because you disagree with me? I, I don't look at it that way. And especially as an attorney, I view the importance of silent, peaceful protests as so fundamental to the way our country works. Like, there are a lot of countries that don't allow such things. Like, you get imprisoned for saying or doing the wrong thing about a flag or an anthem or, you know, you criticize the leader guy, and the next thing you know, you're taken away from your family and you're in prison. I mean, one of the things that makes America great in my eyes is that Constitution, the First Amendment, that freedom of expression, and a silent, peaceful protest. Holy cow. As a business owner, I'm going to call out, you know, the real wrongdoers of the world. Those of you who tolerate, you know, drug dealers and rapists and felons and other criminals, and yet a silent, peaceful protester gets you all out of whack and to an extreme that you, you know, your team signs the wife beater and it's just another day at the office and you don't call sports radio and you don't write angry emails and you don't threaten to cancel your season tickets. But the silent, peaceful protester, oh, whoa, whoa. I can tell you this, as an independent voter, I hear one side or the other call out snowflakes on the other side. There, there's no monopoly on snowflakes in the United States of America. I can promise you that. Silent, peaceful protester. All of a sudden, all the tough guys start whimpering. Oh, oh silent, peaceful protester. Oh, no. That doesn't sound very tough to me. That sounds pretty snowflakeish, which means if you use that phrase a lot toward either side, and again, I don't care. I'm an independent voter. I find plenty of reasons to make fun of either side. If you claim to make fun of snowflakes, but you're knocked off your chair by the silent, peaceful protester, wow. That also is a level of hypocrisy that at least at my seventh birthday party, we were able to identify without much complication. 1-800-849-2761. There were a lot of advanced kids. I mean, we, you know, I hung out with the smart kids when I was turning seven. Paul in Greensboro, you're next on the David Glenn Show. Welcome. DG, thanks for having me, friend. Good to have you. What's uh, going on? Yeah, well, I, I have, and I'm a combat veteran, former Marine, and, and, um, but, but I see, I call it like I see it. I, I'm politically, I'm down the middle, and that has nothing to do with this, this discussion, really, for me personally. But if you're going to, I think that people have the freedom to do whatever, but don't be shocked at the, at the response. I mean, I think there's been such outrage that, uh, and Kaepernick and his followers that, oh my gosh, you know, why are people so upset? Well, be a grown up. And understand your audience and who might be offended. Um, I, I just think there's so much outrage. And, and just looking at his statistics quickly, he had one winning season, twelve and four, one year. You're not um, you're not really going to go down that road, right? He has two. Well, he, no, has two he has two. He has two. Hold on. He has two winning seasons because he was a winner in 2012 and a winner in 2013. He was a playoff quarterback again in 2014. That was a winning season. They got in at 8-8, eight and eight, but then they won a couple of playoff games. And when you start peeling the onion a little bit on bodies of work, Colin Kaepernick's body of work is infinitely better than most NFL backups right now. If you want to argue he's a distraction, if you even – I said earlier in the show, if you're an owner, and in your case uh, a, a United States Armed Forces person, and you're so offended you don't want to sign him, you don't have to sign him. You don't have to. And I agree with part of your point. Freedom of expression does not mean freedom from repercussions. 
for your expression, right? I do this every day. I know that some people are not going to like me when I call out their racism, their sexism, their bigotry. Because of my legal background, I can see things that others cannot see. You think the folks who listen to this show like me more when I call out their racism, their sexism, their bigotry, because I have a little expertise that allows me to see that what many of them don't see? No, they don't like me more. There are repercussions for my freedom of expression, and of course there are repercussions for Colin Kaepernick's freedom of expression. All I can offer is how I would run my NFL franchise. And what I would do is go down to my offensive coordinator with my head coach, and I would say, if you guys tell me that Colin Kaepernick can help me win a playoff game better than my starter or backup can at the quarterback position, I'm signing him. And that's just my view of the universe. And yes, people would threaten to cancel season tickets, and others would threaten to stop sponsoring my NFL team. I have chosen to live my life in a way that fights racism and bigotry, that fights police brutality, where Colin Kaepernick has an avalanche of evidence backing up his complaints about the treatment of people of color in our criminal justice system and in you know day-to-day patrols, for example. He has, he has a lot of evidence on his side that what he is fighting against, racial injustice, police, police brutality, these are real things. And I'm not living my life in a way that turns a deaf ear to something that I have a lot of expertise about. And if that makes me unpopular in some circles, I don't really care. And Colin Kaepernick has chosen to live his life that way. So have I encountered people that treat me at arm's length or even as toxic or they're afraid of me? They might be afraid to hire me because I'm too smart or opinionated or educated and willing to extend myself on controversial matters when, when and only when they're in my area of expertise. Of course, of course, some people like me more because of my way and other people don't like me at all because of my way. Colin Kaepernick has to deal with those same realities as well. So if Paul in Greensboro owns an NFL team and wants to exclude him because you, while representing the red, white, and blue, were offended by his kneeling during the anthem rather than seeing it as a silent, peaceful protest and contribution to a serious matter in the United States of America, you can run your NFL team your way and not violate the rules, and I can run my NFL team my way, and we're just going to see it differently. What, what's, what's wrong with that part of the equation? No, I, I hear you, and I just I wonder how, I mean, do you not think that coaches have talked in circles about having Kaepernick come in, but maybe they're thinking, you know, based on his pay and what he might command, that they're, they're better off economically with the backups. We, we, backups are yeah. backups. They're not your starters hey, anyway. We, we already know there are NFL teams with legitimate answers. We don't need a quarterback right now. That, that should, I don't know how many that takes off the board. But I believe a number of NFL teams, if they simply say, why aren't we going to go to uh, Atlanta on Saturday? You know, Cincinnati has former Wolfpack star Ryan Finley and Andy Dalton and a third guy. And they're 0-8, and they have more problems they can count. Do they really need what would be, we all, I think, admit, a distraction? Now, is it a worthy distraction is the next question. I, as the owner, would say to my offensive coordinator, does he fit your system? I would say to my head coach, do you have, what if it was David Tepper in the Panthers? Ron Rivera and North Turner, do you believe that our backup, rookie Will Greer, who didn't look all that good back in August, do you believe if needed and the Panthers make the playoffs, he could help us win a playoff game? And maybe their answer is hell no. Well, do you, I'm not saying Kyle Allen would be supplanted as a starter after three years of rust for Colin Kaepernick. That would be ridiculous and presumptuous. 
But if Norv Turner and Ron Rivera, I already know the locker room would be okay with it. There's Every NFL locker room has a large number of spokespeople who have said, if Colin Kaepernick can earn a job again, it ain't we as players who are going to stand in the way of that. That's an overblown false narrative. But it is real. As an owner, I would have to ask. I mean, do Ron or Norv Turner have an objection? They got over the objection to Eric Reed if they had one. So he's a safety starter for the Panthers even after kneeling next to Colin Kaepernick. If the answer is he doesn't fit my system, as the owner, I say, okay, I turn around and go back to my office, and that's the end of it. If the answer is, I think both Kyle Allen and Will Greer, given their time in this system, would have us with a better chance to win that hypothetical playoff game, then Colin Kaepernick only, what would that be, four weeks into learning the Panthers' system? If that's the honest answer from the people I've hired, and I assumedly trust, as offensive experts in North Turner's case, I walk, turn around, go back to my owner's office, and turn the page. Maybe I send a scout to Atlanta. Maybe I don't. Whatever. But if the answer is yes, I respect David Tepper for stepping out and essentially flipping the bird to the NFL's headquarters and the other NFL owners. This is ridiculous. We're about winning football games. If some people's sensitivities are going to be aggravated because we hire somebody whose body of work suggests that he's better than most NFL backups and some NFL starters, if I get the green light from the people that matter to me, I am willing to put up with the collateral damage from sponsors or season ticket holders or anybody else. But again, if Ron Rivera says, man, the pluses don't outweigh the minuses, I don't want all those cameras or whatever. If the pluses don't outweigh the minuses, I'm going to be a deferential owner and trust the people I've hired to do their jobs. I'm just not going to back down on the principle. And it sounds like Paul in Greensboro is a member of the armed forces won't bend on his principle. He's that offended about a silent, peaceful protest. Many other military members take the exact opposite view and say, I'm not fighting for a flag or an anthem nearly as much as I am fighting for our ideals of freedom that include freedom of expression. I value those things more than I value when people hurt each other's feelings. I think part of a healthy democracy or republic is people's feelings are going to get hurt. And if they get hurt in the context of a silent, peaceful protest, I'm just not going to be as offended as many of you are. And, and you don't have to apologize for your emotional reaction, and I'm certainly not going to apologize for mine. Dave in the Triangle, you're next on the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, David. Thanks for taking my call. How sure. are you doing today? Doing well. What's on your mind? Good. I'm the Kaepernick thing. Um, pretty much where the guy before me was going. But to me, it's as simple as put yourself in the owner's, in the owner's shoes. Okay. You, you know, you ask the question, why does a guy like Tim Boyle or Brent Huntley um, have a job right now and Kaepernick doesn't? Well, they're backup quarterbacks, okay? And in my opinion, the owners are simply not going to take a chance on a backup quarterback that may not play, maybe just carrying a clipboard, and is a major distraction, right or wrong, whether right or wrong. It's a billion-dollar business for these guys. They're not willing to take that chance. Now, three years ago when he left the league, you know, it's, it's opinion. Was he a starting quarterback? Was he not? Right now, I don't think many people would say he's a starting caliber quarterback. Yeah, but most of those same people would say he is definitely better than most backups. 
You know, I, ga I gave the example of Matt Barkley, similar age. Colin Kaepernick has more than twice as many touchdown passes as interceptions in his career. Matt Barkley was a part-time starter in 2016 and has done nothing since then. Colin Kaepernick, of course, hasn't even been in the NFL since he was the 49ers starter in 2016. Similar age, Barkley has roughly twice as many interceptions as touchdowns in his career. Kaepernick's the opposite, has more than twice as many touchdown passes as interceptions and is a dual threat, which a guy like Barkley is not. Barkley is collecting a seven-figure paycheck right now as a, as a backup, and Colin Kaepernick's in year three of being blackballed for the combination of reasons – uh, offended owners, some of them like our military friend, just flat out offended by what he did, and they won't even consider him. But I'm in favor of asking the distraction question. I don't live my life in a vacuum. I've, I own and run my own business. So I would go in and say, we all know Colin Kaepernick's addition to the roster would be a distraction. Cameras and microphones to a degree that few backups have ever seen, right? But is, is it worth it is the next question. And if, you're, if you can't tell me that the backup quarterback has a chance of leading a playoff victory and my offensive coordinator likes Colin Kaepernick enough to think he might be a better solution as a backup, to me, the pluses start to outweigh the minuses. I'm not blind to the minuses or the distractions or, or the fair points that you and the previous caller are raising. But as a matter of principle... I'm not doing what some NFL owners have done and said, I'm not doing because I'm, I'm afraid of the current president tweeting nasty things about me. I just don't live my life that way. Screw him. I don't, I don't care what his opinion is. I'm not afraid of people who bully or who raise racism-type issues in the wrong context just to fan the flames of racism and perhaps gain some sort of political advantage from their base. I don't bow to those people. I figuratively and literally flip the bird at those people, no matter how powerful they might be. I'm just not living my life that way, whether I own a small sports media company or an NFL franchise. But yes, I live in a real world. I ask the questions about distractions. There are the majority of NFL teams have a backup quarterback where there is no way you could say with an ounce of confidence that guy can win a key game down the stretch for us or in the playoffs. No way! That's where some of y'all are going off the tracks in a way that's making me roll my eyes and wonder if you have a different motive. I'm not talking about Dave and Raleigh. I don't know his answer to that. But some of you just flat-out hate Colin Kaepernick so much that your eyes are bleeding and you're unwilling to look at the reality that, yes, three years of rust on a Colin Kaepernick who in his career had 72 touchdown passes and only 30 interceptions. Take a look at the – I gave you the Barkley example. It's a good one. There are many, many others, former starters who haven't done squat in three years. And you all know Matt Barkley ain't winning anything for anybody three years after he was a starter in the NFL. Colin Kaepernick can run it. We'll see at the workout how well he can still spin it. Of course, all of those are fair questions, as is the distraction question. I'm just not backing down for some of the philosophical reasons that many of you would back away from a controversial decision. 1-800-849-2761. Last call for phone calls on the other side. The Lion cheating Houston Astros in Major League Baseball. The return of Colin Kaepernick. The College Football Committee rankings had Georgia as a surprise to many at number four. Bama, Oregon, Utah, unbeaten Minnesota all the way down at eight. Then Penn State, Oklahoma, and unbeaten Baylor 
all the way down at number 13. More of your questions and comments on that. And a big night in college basketball. Last night, it was Kentucky losing at home as the rare number one to lose to an unranked non-conference opponent at home. That just doesn't happen. It happened to the Wildcats last night at the hands of the Purple Aces of Evansville. Meanwhile, number two, Duke, as expected, annihilated Central Arkansas. The freshman big man, Vernon Carey, the freshman forward, Matthew Hurt, and the freshman wingman, Cassius Stanley, three guys who took nice steps forward for the Devils as supporting cast members on a team led by, of course, the sophomore point guard, Trey Jones. More of your questions and comments on those headlines of the day. Last call for phone calls is next on The David Glenn Show. The David Glenn Show, where the great guests have so much fun, they never want to leave. I'll come give you a pep talk before your next show if you need me to. We could use that from you, Webb Simpson, anytime. Hey, I'll be your intern after this, this is everything open, man. We'll take Joe Harris as an intern every day <laughs> and twice on Sunday. Listen weekdays to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Isn't it funny, Darren, when somebody's so mad about something, they say they'll never listen again. And then they call you a week later complaining about something on today's show, which I guess, I mean, I'm no rocket scientist, but I think that might mean they were listening again. Willow on Twitter long ago swore off me, I think, in 1987 the first time. And now he's mad about something again. I I wonder, maybe a friend told him my opinions about today's topics. Thanks for chiming in, Willow. Clearly, you're not listening anymore. Joe is in Raleigh and a member of the United States Armed Forces, perhaps at one point, if not now. He has a different opinion, as is always the case with Colin Kaepernick. Just as law enforcement folks disagree and are on opposite sides of this conversation, so are military members, as the polls show time after time and as our phone calls show time after time. Kaepernick gets, finally, a workout in front of as many NFL teams as want to attend. It will be Saturday. It will will be in Atlanta. Some are calling it a charade or a PR stunt by the NFL because of the details of it. But even Kaepernick tweeted, at least this is a step in the right direction. He at least gets to show how much weight has he lost. He gets to answer questions. What is your passion for the NFL? Will you kneel again? And all the rest. Joe and Raleigh, you're next on the David Glenn Show. What do you hope happens with Kaepernick and why? Good afternoon, David. I hope he gets a chance. Um, I've, I've served in the military and the Army for eight years. Um, deployed four times, re-enlisted once, and both times when I swore my oath, uh, my oath was to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States. Amen. I never once stated anything about the flag. The flag is a symbol. The flag means a great deal to me, but it is his right to protest in any way he sees fit that is not injurious to other people by the definition of the Constitution. Well put. I mean, and that's how I feel as an attorney. Some people ask me why I'm so passionate about certain things. Unlike, I think, the majority of Americans, I actually took an oath, as you, Joe, did, to defend the Constitution of the United States. And I take it very, very seriously. It is an oath that I took in front of a judge at the beginning of my 17 years of practicing law. And military members, of course, politicians and others have to take this oath. Some wipe their behind with that oath. I mean, seriously, in sports, in society, in government, and otherwise, and others take it seriously. And I celebrate those who take it seriously, and I'm, I'm, I've had it up to, ear, up to here with those who take that same oath and then don't take it seriously. It doesn't, by the way, you can be a military mo- member and still be offended by what Kaepernick did. I'm not telling you how to think. You, your emotions are whatever they are. 
But when it comes to the Constitution, Joe's way is exactly correct. My way is exactly correct. Our oath is to the Constitution, not to a person, president or otherwise, not to anything but the principles that are in the Constitution, the laws that you swear to uphold. And the idea that so many Americans are so ignorant on that basic knowledge, whether or not they took the oath themselves, has probably been one of the most depressing realities of my lifetime as an American. And, Joe, I don't know if you were surprised. Military members are split on the Kaepernick thing. It's not 50-50, but you may be in the smaller percentage compared to others who have worn the uniform. I, I'm sure I probably am. And, and among my buddies, there is a separation there. But the, the Constitution is the foundation on which our country is built. The flag, the president, they're symbols. They're representatives. The Constitution establishes the basis of who we are. And basically the rest of important. and the rest of world history, like how countries have fallen, uh, the rest of world history reminds us of the importance of things like the Constitution, the rule of law, and nobody being above that law. I want to apply it to the Houston Astros and baseball rules. I want to apply it to Colin Kaepernick in this context. I want to apply it in all contexts because, seriously, study, the his study American history or world history. And you will be reminded repeatedly of exactly what Joe and Raleigh said right there. Final thoughts and TV picks as we come down the stretch. Next. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? H how does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I, I hope it's not awkward. <laughs> um, you know, I hope it's not like a hand-to-hug-to-hand to hand kind of thing. But I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him. No hands. I think he's so. a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch come. Appreciate everybody's contributions today, including Roddy Jones of the ACC Network on college football, Darren Gant of NBC Sports and ProFootballTalk.com on all things NFL. Good phone calls along the way as well. TV picks tonight led by a combination of college football, not must-see TV, some maction, if you will. The NBA offers a doubleheader on ESPN. Clippers-Rockets, I think, is a head-to-head -head matchup between two of the best players and two of the best teams in the NBA. Villanova, Ohio State leads the top 25 college hoops matchups. Don't forget, too, that NC State hosts Florida International. Wake Forest hosts UNC Asheville. And Darren Vaught's High Point Panthers travel to Boston College in the ACC as well. Hornets home against the Grizzlies. Some hockey on top of that. Warriors, Lakers in the NBA late night. Hope you enjoy those games and hope you're right back here with us tomorrow, noon to three on the David Glenn Show. Mr. President, Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.